The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. Did you know that our bodies need cholesterol? Not everybody knows that. It's in every cell and helps us produce hormones and process vitamin D. However, not every form of cholesterol is good for you. And how do you manage it? What is that even all about? My guest today is Dr. Gary Ballady. He's the Director of Preventive Cardiology and of the Non-Invasive Cardiovascular Laboratories at Boston Medical Center. Welcome to the show. Dr. Ballady, tell the listeners, let's start with a little physiology lesson. What is cholesterol? And explain a little bit about the difference between the good and the bad kind. Sure. Cholesterol is made primarily in the liver, and some of it is absorbed from the food that we eat. Uh, But cholesterol is only uh, through animal products. So if we don't eat any animal products, we won't get any cholesterol into our system. The rest will be made in our, uh, primarily our livers. And so we do need cholesterol for uh, uh, membrane function, nerve function, uh, cell wall, membranes, things like that. But sometimes our bodies make too much cholesterol, and that can be a problem. So people get this blood test, and it's called a lipid panel, and they're not sure what those numbers mean. Tell us what the lipid panel entails, and what do those numbers mean? Sure. Lipid panel is generally done uh, with individuals who are fasting, meaning not having eaten for somewhere around 10 to 12 hours. Uh, So no eating, no drinking, except for some water, perhaps. And then uh, the numbers will come out in a total cholesterol, HDL, which is high-density lipoprotein, LDL, which is low-density lipoprotein, and then triglycerides. So those are the four components of a cholesterol panel. How often should we get it checked? So it depends on uh, the, the level. So if the levels are elevated, then we'll get it checked more frequently depending on what uh, your uh, practitioner wants to do terms of managing through diet or through medications, uh, things like that. Uh, If your cholesterol panel is within the normal range, then the recommendation is to have it done in adults uh, 18 years and over every five years. So if we are looking first to our diet, if we've been told that our cholesterol is a little high or you don't really like the numbers, what's the first line of defense? If we start it with diet and then move on to exercise, tell the listeners what you want them to think about when they're looking at their diet. Sure. Well, the American Heart Association recommends what's called a heart-healthy diet. The heart-healthy diet has... uh, stress upon it, uh, fruits and vegetables. So aim, we say, strive for five. Five servings of fruits and or vegetables every day. That's not an easy thing to do, and most Americans don't do that. But it's something that we should think about throughout our day and try our best to get some fruits in uh, as snacks and vegetables uh, during our perhaps lunch and dinner. So again, strive for five. Uh, if we're going to eat uh, breads, we'd like to have uh, whole grain breads, so that that kind of thing. Cereals that are high in fiber, so a high fiber diet with fruits and vegetables. We want to have a handful of nuts every day, and that seems to be helpful to us. Uh, two servings of fish per week, and not necessarily shellfish, but more of the fatty fishes. And um, 
perhaps one serving of meat per day if if one uh, eats meat that would be fine and then and limiting uh, sweets in our diet uh, particularly sugar sweet beverages those we want to really limit or completely eliminate if possible and if we're looking to exercise to help us lower our cholesterol dr. Ballady how much exercise is enough how much do we need to actually make a difference so I'm a major pro- a proponent of exercise, but one thing about exercise, it's, a, it's actually a myth that exercise is beneficial for cholesterol. It really has pretty minimal effect on any component of cholesterol. Perhaps if individuals have high triglycerides because they're overweight or have diabetes, in those individuals, exercise can help reduce weight, control blood sugar, and accordingly will help reduce triglycerides if they're high. Other than that, exercise really doesn't do much for the other components of cholesterol. So then there's medication. People have heard this word statin, and then they've heard those side effects read very quickly in the commercials. So what do you tell them about when it's time for medicational intervention if diet doesn't really make a big difference or there's something genetic going on? What do you tell them about meds, Doc? So diet will help a little bit, but if somebody has really elevated cholesterol, it's not going to help all that much. So at the very best, diet might lower LDL cholesterol, and that's typically the one that we're going to pay most attention to because LDL, low-density lipoprotein cholesterol, is the one that appears to be uh, responsible for plaque buildup in our blood vessels, and that's what we're hoping to prevent because plaque buildup leads to heart attack and leads stroke leads to vascular disease and vascular problems. So that's the whole idea of controlling cholesterol. Not just a number, it's something that we should pay attention to in order to prevent heart attack, stroke, and vascular disease. If uh, an individual needs a statin, so your practitioner will calculate what your overall 10-year risk of developing heart disease stroke, or vascular disease over the next 10 years. And there are calculators that are out there, and the most common one that's used has been developed by the American College of Cardiology and the American Heart Association. It's called an ASCVD risk calculator. And I think anybody can actually go online or go to the American Heart website and calculate their own 10-year risk. And that basically the components of that risk calculator have to do with age, gender, cholesterol level, blood pressure, whether or not an individual is a smoker. And based on all of that information, this calculator will predict what the 10-year risk for developing a cardiac event is. If the 10-year risk is 5% or more, generally your practitioner will likely recommend uh, medical therapy uh, to lower your cholesterol. It really takes a, a lot of uh, uh, input and dialogue with the patient to decide, uh, have we tried diet enough? Uh, have we tried other uh, kinds of components uh, uh, enough? And then uh, should we begin to, to use a statin? So what is the risk and what is the benefit? The risk of statins are generally very, very low. We hear about muscle aches and liver problems with that, but those are very, very infrequent. The chance of developing diabetes, again, very, very low. 
uh, on the highest dose statin, the chance uh, uh, is somewhat increased, but it's really offset by the benefit that the statin provides. Individuals sometimes are con- uh, concerned about developing uh, cognitive problems or dementia from using statin. There's really no evidence to support that. So generally, uh, it's, it's not an issue. So most people tolerate statins. They're great medications. There's years and years and years, decades of evidence and thousands and thousands of patients to demonstrate that statins, when used appropriately, prevent heart attack and stroke. And Dr. Ballady, while we're not going to have enough time to get into all the medications for blood pressure, I would like to talk about it a little bit. And the numbers that you want people to have, because that has recently changed, and also diet and exercise have a profound impact on blood pressure. So speak about blood pressure a little bit and some of these changes. Sure, absolutely. So normal blood pressure is now defined as less than 120 over 80 millimeters of mercury. That is considered normal. Uh, A blood pressure that is between 120 and 130 is considered elevated blood pressure. Hypertension, actually the the diagnosis of hypertension, which is high blood pressure, is now defined as a blood pressure of 130 over 80. And uh, stage 2 hypertension is that of a blood pressure of 140 over 90. And so the the treatment is going to depend on what level of blood pressure an individual has. One reading is generally not enough, so we want to get several readings before we decide to make decisions about medical therapy. Um, There is a very important role of lifestyle, I think even more important than in treating cholesterol with hypertension. Exercise is a, is a great modifier of blood pressure. So if individuals exercise for 20 to 60 minutes, three times a week of moderate intensity exercise, that can really help lower blood pressure and take somebody from being hypertensive to perhaps just having either elevated blood pressure or normal blood pressure alone. So exercise alone is a really terrific way to help reduce blood pressure. In terms of diet, the diet that I talked about with the American Heart Association diet, uh, that one uh, is modeled after a diet called the DASH diet, which is Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. Same kind of thing in terms of uh, increased fruits and vegetables, increased fiber in the diet, a handful of nuts every day, limiting sugar-sweetened beverages and sweets, as well as limiting uh, sodium in the diet. American Heart Association recommends uh, an average of uh, 1,500 milligrams of sodium per day. Now, the average American consumes between 3,000 to 3,500 milligrams of sodium per day. So most of us have a lot of work to do to reduce the amount of sodium in our diet. Uh, But it does take some work. And once you get used to reading food labels, seeing how much sodium is in a serving, uh, and reduce the sodium in the diet, you'll begin to notice that, gee, if you eat something that has high salt content, you probably won't even like it. It will be less palatable for you. So reducing sodium and doing those other things that I mentioned also can help reduce blood pressure as well. Oftentimes, a combination of diet and exercise will take somebody from needing medications to not needing them at all. 
So those are the first kind of the, the foundations of treatment for hypertension. Well, we'll certainly have to have you on for another segment on reading labels because people definitely are not quite sure about what to look for. But wrap it up for us, Dr. Ballady. It's been such amazing information, especially this time and really all times of the year. So wrap it up with your best advice about cholesterol and blood pressure management and what you want the listeners to know. Sure. So uh, I think the most important thing is, is what the American Heart Association recommends is know your numbers. So visit your practitioner, have your blood pressure checked, uh, also have your cholesterol panel checked as well. Sit down and review areas that you are doing well with and areas that might need uh, improvement. Uh, we recommend that everybody get out there and become physically active uh, and do the very best you can to modify your diet and move it toward the American Heart Association diet. Thank you so much, Dr. Ballady, for being with us today. This is Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. For more information, you can go to bmc.org. That's bmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.